0: This is Jezology. It's a real science, honestly Not just a podcast of me talking about me Or, or maybe it is It's Jezology. Hello and welcome to the Jezology podcast My name is Jeremy Johnson and I am your host and I am also a singer-songwriter This is series two and it's based upon a number of Instagram Lives that I did um, with some incredible musicians and singer-songwriters in late 2020. These musicians and singer-songwriters have been part of my musical journey over the years. And basically we sat down to have a chat, play some songs and talk about songwriting. This is episode two and features Mr Paddy James, Paddy and I met in the French Alps. We've played many gigs together, including a support slot that I played for him at his London show in October 2019. So without further ado, here's our chat. This is usually fake. I'm hey, so sorry about that. <laughs> how you doing Jezza good mate good hey, I was you know
1: literally what? I had it I had it on and I was like where is he he's not he's not there I, <laughs> my phone just wasn't <laughs> updating who knows I think we're the Tash twins tonight I didn't realize you'd probably uh, yeah, up definitely mate mate hey, this
0: is I actually look a bit like you we could be brothers I reckon except you got blonde I'm, hair this
1: isn't this is this is a permanent thing though I'm keeping it I'm mate, not you um, know what funny thing is like I
0: I grew this from November and I've had yeah. so many positive comments that I'm like, maybe it's maybe this is me. I mean I might have to like I might have to <laughs> yeah. t- take the little like bits off. I look a little bit Mexican when I grow a bit of stubble, but, uh, I, but feel,
1: I feel I feel weirdly comfortable with it actually. Yeah, it's, it's not just it's, it's not just funny. for yeah, yeah. not just for Movember.
0: Well, you're 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 a very handsome man with a tash, that's oh. probably right. <laughs> yeah. It's nice because I Jeez, think sometimes man. when you grow like a massive beard, like I like to have a little something.
2: But when yeah, I mean, you grow yeah. a
0: massive beard, it's just a bit kind of like a bit overkill sometimes and you just end up looking yeah. a bit old. Yeah. But um, anyway, how are you, my friend?
1: Yeah, very well, man, very well. we Good. just um I'm currently in Halifax at the moment. This is where yeah. we're living at the minute. Uh, so, over, uh over lockdown, which technically is lockdown finishing tomorrow? Yeah, I think we're we're in tier three up here. So uh well I'm, so I'm, it's, I'm it's still continuing.
0: I've skirted around it, I'm in tier two. Um, okay, but um, just down the road is tier three, so who knows what's going to happen. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mum has said I need to shave my moustache off. Um, I'm not going to listen to her. So okay, <laughs> in the comments. Um, right. Okay. So um, I thought maybe I'd start by doing a little intro of of how we know each other, and uh, and then maybe what what's interesting actually. I was thinking about what I was going to talk to you about today, and yep. um, I've never really talked to you much about your history pre like us bumping into each other. Okay. And I'd love to delve yeah, into yeah. that because there's a few things I've, I've seen online which you, you're very modest about and you don't talk about much and you don't really big yourself up online too much. It's kind of, it's quite spartan. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but there is some like, some interesting stuff in your history which i would be, be great to okay. talk to you. But basically for those of you guys watching, um, this is Paddy James. Uh, well, Paddy Kelly, but his artist name is Paddy James. And
1: yeah. he's a James British... is my middle name.
0: James is your middle
1: name. Yeah, James is my middle name, okay, but yeah. there was there's actually a story behind that because there's another guy called there's a there's a band called the Kelly family. I, right?
0: yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah,
1: and they're they're like a German Christian Irish religious band type thing. <laughs> um, and Paddy Kelly was the heartthrob in in this okay. Christian band. So I had originally I was set up as Paddy Kelly, and yeah. I kept getting loads of people from Germany kept going on my page saying. Like liking my page and it was getting a bit silly, but then people started saying, "This isn't Paddy Kelly, this is somebody else." <laughs> so I figured I'd ju- I, I, yeah, I became Paddy James as a result from that. You know, I have I have basically
0: exactly the same problem, but um, my my name Jeremy Johnson. Maybe I should be Jeremy Edward. I don't know, but my name Jeremy Johnson is the same as a guy who does Christian preaching okay. tunes. So he basically yeah. like he does like a backing track and then does like scripture and he gets like loads of hits in the US because they love that sort of stuff Yeah, Um, but he's called Jeremy Johnson so all of our stuff on like Google is like intermingled so I've got like praise the lord is one of my songs (laughs) on Google and I'm like that's not me
1: <laughs> that's good man it's good anyway. get that extra traffic you never well,
0: know <laughs> yeah maybe I, yeah I just I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing yet I'm still trying to work that out but uh we'll yeah. see. depends if he gets it it's really funny, it's
1: funny actually I know a few people that have similar like the same name as somebody else yeah. in a similar industry like my drummer Tim plug out to uh, next level music for Tim reynolds he's um <laughs> he's he's my drummer at the minute and I say it at the minute, like I'm about to get rid of him. I'm not getting rid of you, Tim, <laughs> yeah, just because of it. I love him to pieces, but his, the, the, I think it's the guitar player for Dave Matthews is called Tim Reynolds as well. So uh, he's always like, ah, that's a drummer. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Well, speaking of, of which, name, the, names and names. Well,
0: the drummer, my drummer who, um, who I play with, I mean, I don't play with the drummer very often, but the one who played on Insta Curiosity my last album, and I played a couple of gigs with him, is called James yeah. Brown. So you can imagine that presents all sorts of problems. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Let alone for PRS. You type in James Brown, you're like, okay, right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So um, our our history. um, I I knew of you before you knew of me. Okay. um, Because you're a you're a man about town. But basically, I I I worked in the Porkwa Par Bar in. Saint Martin in the in the seventeen eighteen season, and I saw uh, you play live. I think once or twice you played at the Pourquoi Par in that season. So for those of you watching, that's yeah. in, that's in the Alps. So Paddy and I frequent the Alps usually on in, in a normal winter. Um, yeah. So I saw you play, and then it wasn't until I think we were both booked for a mutual friend's birthday in the southwest in in Cornwall yeah. uh, the following summer that we really connected, and then. A beautiful friendship uh, started <laughs> to blossom, bloomed, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you very kindly asked me to support you at your London show a year ago. Was it a year ago?
1: yeah uh yeah it was yeah normally i do i try and do one in in the november time just before the winter season so i kind of build up my summer and then go to it so yeah it would have been november
0: yeah it was uh, it was a show in london fantastic show and um yeah. and you full banding which was amazing to see that because i've only ever seen you play solo yeah and yeah. um yeah and then um and then we did another winter and saw each other a few times over the winter yeah, and then it. covid kicked in so that's basically our history right yeah pretty much yeah couple of gigs covid yeah, <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> yeah. it's just the start yeah. it's just the start of a beautiful friendship ah uh, yeah um, definitely man but um yeah and so but but what I'd love to talk to you a little bit about is um is what you were doing like what's your what's your history in music like if you go back say Prior to, two years ago, oh. I sort of know, and, and I'm, I'm pretty aware of what you did, but prior to
1: that, like, how did you get into the, the old industry? Well, it's, it's a pretty slow trajectory. It's a, it's a very, I mean, it's still very slow and steady. Yeah. You know, very much the turtle in the race. I mean. <laughs> um, but that's cool, you know, there's no rush to be anywhere. You just got to enjoy it as you go. But I started, when I was at school, I was I played the drums and I played some drums and you know like high school bands type thing, and I just I, I in fact before that dad had loads of guitars around the house. Then my dad plays guitar and sings right, and he's okay. been in rock blues bands, rock bands. Yeah, you know he's a bit of a crooner now. He does his singing. Oh, I did. not like that? So I have met your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Oh, you love him. He, he's he's uh, a he's a people's champion. Oh no, yeah, he is. My dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um. I think you might have met him at the gig in London.
0: I did. I did. Yeah, I remember, briefly. I remember I even came up to you afterwards and said, and you said, um, I said, your dad's lovely. And you said, everyone says that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. so, I um, didn't remember it. So, yeah. So having dad's guitars around the house, and never been able to play them was really annoying. Yeah. But, I he, I, th- I remember he bought me a really bad guitar I'm going to put it out there he bought me a really bad guitar <laughs> when I was a kid and that was why I didn't enjoy it because the strings were like a mile off the fretboard yeah, so yeah. you couldn't push and you couldn't play a song and he was trying to teach me stuff I didn't want to learn yeah. so then I gave it up and that's when I picked up the drums for a few years then I did that at uh, school okay. we did a few high school bands the- and it wasn't until about 17 I mean I always sang like I was Oliver and Oliver Twist at one school and you know do all that kind of the stuff that you see later down the line there oh, he is there he Amazing. was he was always on stage yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. yeah yeah so and i was tiny i was i was a little like midget at school with bright curly blonde hair so it's pretty much a dream cast for any yeah any school music teacher so i did all that and yeah i got got to you know sort of late teens started picking up the guitar once i finally realized that i'd get through it and it kind of it wasn't like I wanted to become a guitarist, hence, you know, I'd never really class myself a guitarist. But I immediately learned to sing and play at the same time. It was more like it came sure. as two, rather than some people learn the guitar first, you know, and that's that's how they do it. Um, I can see Lance is in there just saying, Village Carnival 2010, that was at uni. Um, so yeah, it, it sort of, went from there and i entered so the first couple of years i entered the school talent shows you know we had like before x factor was a thing we had fame academy and we had what was called the school yeah. academy yeah okay and and we played i played drums for a band that were doing like metallica and then just that kind of stuff and then it was a couple of years later in and i picked up and just played on my own and did a paolo song with me and the guitar paolo nutini and I ended up winning and then I thought, oh, you know, that's pretty cool. So at uni, it just kind of developed and again entered the Battle of the Bands and I played American football at the time. So normally ah. these Battle of the Bands things, you have to have loads of people, you sell your tickets to like build your friends up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I had, because the American football team is such a large amount of people and we were paired with the cheerleaders as well. So we literally, I turned up to the gig with an army of people. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh shit, who's this guy? You know? That was it. Everyone um, was like, this guy's arrived next and because and it was a battle of bands it's like part vote from the judge and then part you know popular vote which obviously i was you never gonna lose yeah. with that many people <laughs> so i did really well that in that um you know it's tactical it's all about the strategy you see you oh know, you mate I mean, to isn't,
0: isn't that just the game though if you bring enough people yeah. to your gigs everyone's really impressed so
1: that's it so so yeah i played that did really well i ended up working with the uni events team as off the back of that yeah. held open mics and stuff doing that and that's where i played a couple of support slots ended up supporting ed sheeran at uni um oh it was a
0: university was it okay it wow. was a
1: uni yes yeah, so was a long long time ago it was literally just before he took off yeah um and he was an absolute pleasure then as i'm sure he is now he was yeah. just a he was it was a bit sad really because he was he felt like he was quite lonely he was just sat there you know with his ipad and, and there wasn't really anyone with him which is you know yeah i get that being an only child but um you know obviously his success is tells itself
0: well i mean he's um, he's well known as being somebody who literally would take any gig anywhere which yeah. I think I think, you know, is testament to the fact that, you know, he's a hard worker and he doesn't mind putting himself outside his comfort zone. And I think for, yeah. for you know, guys coming into the industry and I've I've certainly felt like that's been something that's helped me on my path, which is just, you mm. know, don't don't be afraid to be the guy in the corner with the iPad in a way. Like Oh yeah, a, yeah, yeah. No. You can absolutely. see why that's uh, you can see why he's done so well, because he's willing to yeah. get out there and do it. You know?
1: It's just and I think it's it's the underlying thing that anyone that wants to achieve anything kinda of needs to follow. It's you just have to know what you want and you've got to work harder than everybody else pretty much, you know, and, and you've got to dream big. Like his, even now, yeah. I think I saw a documentary with him talking about, you know, he, you know, wants to sell more records than Adele and it annoys him that Adele's got more records, not annoys him, but you know what I mean? He's like, he still wants to be the biggest artist in the world. And he's pretty much nailed that at the time. I think he had like, 15 songs in the top 10 at one point you know, Yeah. It's, in the it's top insane. 20
0: it's insane. which
1: are they cha- they actually changed the laws of the chart because of what he did because he <laughs> put every song out as a single they had to change the laws on how they collated the chart
0: I'm sure they'll change the laws when your songs go massively uh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like it's Paddy Kelly it's, like, it's only Paddy Kelly the entire, yeah, entire top 10 yeah. um,
1: so, um, so yeah <clears throat> pretty much um played for uni and then then i started getting to a level where i could charge money for pub gigs and and then it was like well i can earn a bit of money and do this and not have to do a shit job that i don't want to do and i've had plenty of them over the years i was counting haven't got enough fingers and toes on the amount of jobs i've done alongside music as well so
0: you're probably a very useful guy actually because i mean i always find that musicians tend to be have a lot of skill set because they tend to do lots of different jobs over the years to like you know make the music work as it were But
1: yeah absolutely I mean like you you're the same aren't you you've had plenty of business experience I know that from the few conversations we've had There's lots of different you've things quite, yeah
0: definitely yeah,
1: yeah, quite a bit of a corporate background and as do I you know I've, yeah. I've gone from the white collar accounting firm to labouring on a building site yeah. I gotta do it where, wherever you need and gotta do it that you know that's what we do
0: what would you say um, your worst job to make the music happen has been over the years
1: this lockdown, I became a Hermes driver for a bit.
0: You did mention that, yeah. That is possibly that, was that the
1: worst. <sighs> I mean, I think you've just got to have a certain personality for it. Yeah. And I, I don't have the temperament to be a Hermes driver.
0: Is, Me- it, is it like you have to kind of arrive at someone's house and be nice? Is that the issue or...? Like no
1: no being nice isn't the problem No, I know it's just, <laughs> I <was> going to say <laughs> it's it, you've obviously you've got I mean I was what they dub a box man because I've right. got a van I would take the bigger parcels
0: uh, but okay. by taking
1: the bigger parcels you've got a bigger distance to travel between drop offs
0: yeah
1: uh, but you get paid more per parcel but it's, it's boring but the um, it was more like you're constantly racing to get to the next one, but you can't really race, but you have got you have to set all your times and stuff. It's just annoying. It's just not well-paid, it's annoying. And it wasn't very much, it wasn't very well-structured, I don't think. Yeah. But you know, that's just me, there's plenty. Of, I'm sure there's plenty of people that love it and do well from it, but it's not my calling. Well, at least sure. you
0: know it's not your calling, that's the thing. I was yeah. thinking if you're going yeah, to do I something try, you don't though. like, then it's good to yeah. just tick it off the box. It's, it's almost as so, yeah. important to know what you don't wanna do with your life as it is to know what you wanna do.
1: But, I mean, um, I think that's that's pretty much up there. Yeah. Hermes driving, and I and I worked in a call centre at one point, but yeah, the classic. Yeah,
0: I've not, yeah. I've actually not done the call centre thing, but uh, oh hey, yeah, there's a, there's a good, lot of future ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I also saw um, you picked up a support slot with the Hoosiers. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So there's a friend from uni, a guy called Jamie Tag, who runs um, Mighty Hoopla Festival now. He's gone on to bigger and better things, but he he took over. Um, the Savage Nights, or or he created the Savage Nightclub Nights in London Yeah. but while he was doing that he was also or before doing that he was doing university sort of lineups for their summer balls okay Um, so I ended up being on their on the summer ball list with the Hoosiers at um, I don't even remember what uni it was now but it was just at a uni gig yeah it was good fun they they put on a good show but obviously it's weird because the Hoosiers were quite big going back quite a while now probably what, the early noughties maybe something yeah. like that <laughs> early to mid noughties and they were rather not they're on the decline but they weren't you know as well known as they as they are hence probably doing more university summer balls and things sure. but they were great they they put on a great show and it was yeah, yeah it was cool man really really good
0: well you never know I that's yeah. always the thing i say is you never know who you're going to bump into especially at the sort of The most interesting levels I guess are the sort of more kind of foundational levels because everybody who's going to get big has to start there and and I always think if you're going to go into those sort of things with with too much pride and too much sort of like ego you might end up being really rude to somebody who's going to be massive and influential and I always think it's 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 bizarre when I meet people at the foundational level who are sort of a bit kind of you know up their own arse i guess <laughs> yeah, because yeah. i'm
1: like you just never know who you're going to meet so no absolutely and my my old man is full of sayings you know he's got he's I got bet. a saying for <laughs> every scenario and one of his favorites is um you know treat people kindly on the way up because yeah. uh, you might need him on on the fall back down
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. so yeah you never know you yeah. always treat people nicely on the way up That's i tell you his, what you're uh,
0: getting some love in the chat as well um uh, who is it? Somebody said um, Pikes. Vi- I don't know how to say that. Pete Pikes vi- says Paddy has an incredible voice. Ah, oh,
1: thank you very and I much. Would,
0: uh, I would I uh, would second that. You do have an incredible voice, and I find it fascinating what you say about the fact you started out as a drummer, um, mm. because I I always think you can you can tell someone who has that natural affinity with rhythm, and I think your guitar playing is is so complementary and rhythmic to your singing. I think it's one of the things that makes you such a solid and and um, impressive solo singer songwriter um, but I, I never imagined that you would have started out I mean it's interesting the guy that I was talking about, uh, talking to last week uh, Joe, he had the same path he started out as a drummer and then went into music okay. and he's a ph- yeah, yeah. phenomenal guitarist as well um, and I yeah. think it sets that really good foundation for like having that natural ability to you know syncopate and offset your guitaring with your vocals and it makes a much more interesting yeah. sing songwriter I think
1: I think definitely the separation between the singing and the guitar playing was as a result of the drum drills I did, you know, with the drum teacher at school. Yeah, I mean, I'm, sure. I'm, I don't back myself as a drummer now. I haven't played for so long. I mean, it would take a couple I'm of months. Sure I- I'm <laughs> sure you get back into it. I'm
0: sure. I mean, you know, yeah. what do drummers even do? You know, it's just a bit of this and a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't want to get like bombs in the post. Um, so um, yeah. how did you end up uh, we have not discussed too much like how did you end up going into the more songwriting side like where was that like origin for you
1: that was that was always there and I think the it comes from a a heart uh, yeah it comes from an initial heartbreak, heartbreak. and not not, heartbreak. not a heartbreak, heartbreak in the sense of a relationship but a like family breaking down and the emotions that come with that and I think it was my outlet even from a young from a young age, that was my way of writing about you know what was in my head. It was kind of meditation or you know uh, what do they call it? No, not treatment. Therapy. Like therapy. It's, yeah. It was almost it was almost like a therapy, yeah, for me. So, um, it, yeah, I just it always just came, and I my na- my nan was always writing poems, so. Yeah she yeah. always used to send me poems in the when we used to I used to write her letters when I was younger and yeah. I'd send her poems back and over time I just gradually started really enjoying words. I had an English teacher that said I was terrible uh English. I mean I, I was perfectly all right, but yeah. <laughs> not to the level that they wanted. I apparently my style was too <laughs> chatty. But in telling a story that tends to work in my favour, I think so yeah. having you know, I enjoy words and I enjoy I enjoy messing with rhyming and half rhyming and then just trying to find a a way of telling a story there's it's been done so many millions of times it's impossible virtually to find a new way to do it but still just at least trying to find a new way to do it is um well it's it's about
0: you it's about you doing it right I mean the the difference between what's come before and what's happening now is that you've not existed before and you can do your own thing in your own way and I mean you know nobody can say anything that hasn't been said before that's just a simple fact but it doesn't doesn't take away the gravity of being able to listen to a singer songwriter who actually is living and uh, yeah. enjoy their music. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, um, and also just on that note, I got an E in A level music. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> and what do schools know? So um, you did
1: you did music at A level? I did, did? Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, but
0: it was all classical theory, and I just totally you know dropped yeah. the bollock on it. So
1: I thought I thought <laughs> you to good I thought you were going to be more with me on the maths and the economics. Well, I,
0: I did. I did chemistry and what did I did chemistry and geography and, and music. So I was kind of like, okay. I was like a broad spectrum. I love the science uh, yeah, and the yes. arts. But hey, um, my mum's just um, demanded that you. Uh, I don't know if you saw that comment on the chat. But she said, "I want to hear Paddy sing."
1: Okay. So
0: if you wouldn't mind, are you, have you got a song good, prepared for us? Good cue,
1: Mum. Wow. I don't know. Let's have a look. Let's see. It's not like there's a guitar here. Yeah. Anything, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um...
0: Here's one I found earlier. But.
1: Yeah. I've I've not been seeing I've been in the studio. Um I was in the studio. I, luckily, I tell you what, I'll go into this before I play it. So sure. we um I, I normally schedule to go in after the winter season, after I've done a, like a, I think I said to you on the phone the other day. Yeah. I do the winter season, get my voice strong, and then go straight in the studio, and then I feel like I've got all my work done and I can sort of tail off a bit and do summer summer gigs and whatnot. Um but with, um, with this year, obviously, coronavirus, I couldn't get in the studio. And that, that hit me pretty hard. So I got really lucky. We got in in October, managed to sneak a weekend. So we've got songs coming out from that. And this is a, an old favourite, which we, we, we recorded um, a song called What Makes a Man, which is probably, if I was to pick a song that kind of encapsulated what I'm about, it's probably this song is the, the closest thing to that. And... Um, I've had, I've had. It's had many. I don't want to call it a light bulb moment, but a couple of moments where everything just comes together. Yeah. And and you know, Jay, my piano player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a you know, very talented, incredibly talented. <laughs> he's too talented. He's too guy, talented. Talent. Jay, he's too yeah, talented. He should, yeah, he's talented. Yeah, he's a bastard. Really,
0: <laughs>
1: you've got to love him for yeah. for what he can do. And we had a moment where I was playing the song, and he just came in behind on the piano we'd he'd never even heard the song yeah. before and we just played it live like as we do in the Alps every so so and then he just came in and it was like spine tingling moment uh, and and then again when i rehearsed, we were rehearsing for the first time with a band in uh yeah we were in croydon rehearsing and it was the first time i had played with a full band and i was singing in the song and like the sort of synth sounds came in and i literally started welling up i was it it was just perfect the way the drums came in everything came in
0: amazing and
1: you know that when you know that when all those things come together there's something special so um, i'm looking forward to hearing it and it it's 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 funny because it's 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 not it's about something and nothing really it's it's about you know one of my favorite childhood films is hook it's, yeah I just I just love it Robin Williams is an absolute you know wonderful human yeah and and there's an essence of being a lost boy in yeah. with the what makes a man you know and you know is it that being grown up is being a man is it any of those things or is it just being the best you can what I think is being the best version of you is you know ultimately be, becoming a man so anyway, we'll uh, we'll give it a run through see That'd how we amazing all, all yours We actually had another moment in the studio, and it just sounds so good, with the harmonies and everything. Can't wait to get it out to everyone. I mean, your stuff always sounds great, but I'm looking forward (laughs) to doing it. So what's mum's name, Jez? Diana. Diana, this is for you, my love.
2: (laughs) What makes a man? Is it a beard or the beer in his hand? what makes a man is it a lady baby a dinner sunken gravy tell me what it is that makes a man could it be those calloused fingers that have worked right to the bone or he who treats your mother just as if she were his own Perhaps it's just a number, something simple as an age. Or maybe it's the patience to hold back the tongue when raged. What makes a man? Is it a beard or the beer in his hand? What makes a man? Is it a lady or a baby? A dinner of sunken gravy, tell me. What it is that makes a man? Does it stem from the first time you seduce a cute young woman, or brave and teary eyes when you find out she's up to something? Perhaps a muscle-torso that would toe-toe a bear, or the honor of your word when you say that you'll be there. Oh, what makes a man? Is it a beard or the beer in his hand? makes a man is it a lady baby a dinner sunken gravy tell me what it is that makes a man could it be could it be could it be oh one day be Something I'll crave but never be For a man is but a boy Who's forgotten how to play He thinks that he is king But only I will rule the day What makes a man Is it a beard or the beer in his hand What makes a man Is it a lady, a baby? A dinner, sunken gravy. Tell me what it is that makes a man. Could it be? Could it be? Could it be?
0: Amazing. there we go you're getting a lot of love in the chat during the uh, oh during thank that. you everybody we've got all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of people throwing love hearts and smiley love smileys and. <clears throat> so yeah that should be
1: that should be coming out in the new year
0: amazing we've got, it,
1: it sounds, it's sounding very um, we've got a little bit of uh, Beach Boys influence with the harmonies towards the end and it really fills out it's beautiful yeah I
0: love it. Mm. I can tell you're really enjoying it. You know, you've that, I've heard you play that song a few times, but you, mm. that sounded very. It sounded a bit looser than normal, almost. You know. Yeah, it's a, it was a little toned early. down. Yeah. You
1: know, a slightly slightly uh, ad hoc arrangement. Yeah. But you know, <laughs>
0: but I, but mate, that's that's the best thing, isn't it? When you start a song and you're like, you know, what I'm going to go here with it, and for, as, yeah, you know, as opposed to normal. Yeah, yeah. But um. Mm. Mate, i love i love your songwriting I always have done and um, I think you're a huge a huge talent a huge prospect like as well Thank moving you, forward but what i what I love about it is it's interesting that you said from a songwriting perspective you feel like it's a song about everything and nothing mm. I think I think what you do really well is that you have this very this very gentle but clever way of creating a mental picture that's easy to synthesize even when you're hearing a song for the first time and I think okay. a song like what makes a man is exactly that because it's it's easy to follow it. It's easy to pick out the the little kind of like narrative ob- observations you've made about, you know, sort of yeah. like what what does being a man mean and you know, yeah. what are the kind of classic tropes about it. But then also kind of finishing on this, this kind of like more broad spectrum, I guess, of like saying yeah. maybe one day that's going to be me and sort of like
1: almost a bit self-deprecating. And I think it's yeah, great. It's, it's definitely, <clears throat> um, it's definitely a bit f- like a like personal, internal philosophy you know it's it's kind of you know constantly fighting on on who who i want to be and and ultimately i just want to be the the best you know the best version of myself which is you know what everybody should i would wish that everybody would hope that that's what, what they'd want to be yeah and and what makes a man is it's almost like it's 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 a lesson to myself in a way, you know, to remind remind yourself being a good person is, is okay. Well not that it's never not okay, but being good and being being there for people and positive and, and whatnot, that's that's kind of what it, it's like a a reminder to me, I think, sometimes. That's you know, I think that's that's what that's
0: it. I think I think maybe that's why I resonate with your songwriting as well, because it's it's quite reflective without being too heavy
1: yeah 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 you know sure. and
0: i think i think reflection in life particularly in a songwriting perspective is 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 really it's really useful and i, I totally agree with what you, what you say about songwriting being therapy that's very much how i feel about it but mm. i've definitely strayed into the domain of of my songs becoming quite heavy sometimes with the sort okay. of reflectivity of it so i'll I kind of reflect on it i'll be like oh life's so cruel you know <laughs> and that kind of becomes yeah. a bit heavy as a as a sort of um as a, as a, as a lover of music watching, you know, the person sing their song. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, I think, uh, and that's why I think, I think you, you're, you're such a talent because you, you do it in a light way, but it's still meaningful. And that, that honestly, well, that's, I think that's, I don't think I know anybody on a pers- on a personal level who does, who writes those type of songs as well as you do.
1: Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I, I think, um, I I got some well not yeah I got some constructive criticism shall we say quite a good point in where where I was okay. and and it really helped navigate where the songs went to I think more so because I found and, and I I don't know if you you might find it sometimes too with a guitar you can get set in the same sort of feel and rhythm you know even if if you For listen sure. to anyone one man and their guitar it's always constantly you you kind of get in your own feel you know even even someone like John Mayer if you know you pick him like Stop This Train and uh, a couple of other songs that have the same picking pattern he's like god I never want to play a song with that picking picking <laughs> pattern ever again and and lyrically I had um I had the, the piece of constructive criticism, which actually, I love them to pieces, my producers, Jim and Rob, over on the Isle of Wight. I sent them a bunch of songs that I wanted to record. Um, I'd heard some of their work, and I was like, right, let's send these songs, see if they want to work, and see if we can get a session in, because I know that they'll put out a really great end result. And I had four songs, I was buzzing, I was like, yeah, these are the four that I want to record. Yeah. And they, they just sent me a message back, I can't remember if it was a call or a message. He said, Paddy, this is great. He said, There's there's nothing wrong with it. It's it it's fine, it's great. But what else have you got?
2: <laughs>
1: and I was like, I was crushed. I was like, oh yeah. god, I thought these I thought these were like the, the pick of the bunch, and so I went back into the archives and picked a few and sent them some that I'd been working on recently that were like three-quarters of the way there, and I thought, right, let's try this. And and i was trying to establish what was the problem between the two and they said it's not that there's anything wrong with it it was just a touch more on the saccharine side of songwriting sure. than than they like to work with which is you know fine you, you, they don't have to work with anybody they you know they can pick yeah. and choose so but i took that on and it and it's propelled where i go with the songwriting it still has the slight Saccharin, there's like half a half a sweetener in there yeah but not too much that it's just gluttonous um cherry icing and you know sprinkles and yeah. fairy pops you know yeah. so so yeah that was that was it just and it is it's songwriting's objective subjective but you know it's it's personal preference isn't it some people will like much more direct to the point some will like it completely abstract and i'm kind of meandering my way through through those i think that's probably the best way of describing it
0: there's always a balance isn't there and i, I mean i've had over the years i say over the years, i've not been going as long as you have but over the, the two or three years i've been going um, yeah. i've had uh, various little bits of feedback as well and um uh, it's totally that is that that balance of of staying true to your intuition about something, and then yeah. trying to take on advice from not only people who you consider to know what they talk know what they talk about, yeah. but also people who don't know what they talk about because actually fundamentally, if you're going to make it big as an artist, the people who don't know what they're talking about yeah, are the exactly. people that yeah. you need to cater towards really. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I had a similar thing actually I, uh, on Insta Curiosity, and admittedly, a lot of my my music is is on the more melancholic side. Yeah. But my first thing my producer said, and I didn't know him very well at the time, um, but I, I worked with a producer over in Suffolk called Simon Brickliffe. And um, the first thing he kind of said was, we went through some songs, and he was like sitting there and not giving much away. And then he kind of just looks, looks, and looks me dead in the eye and goes, it's all a bit nice, isn't it? And yeah. I was like I was like immediately I was like, oh straight to the heart. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I just yeah. you put your heart and soul into these songs and then somebody kind of goes in a kind of nice way crushes yeah, your yeah. dream. That yeah, you yeah. <laughs> some sort of like. But it's the
1: it's the best thing. It's yeah, the, it's the best thing to have honest people around you because if you don't have that You know, you never progress. I I think it's so important, especially, you know, like uh, You know producers that have worked with plenty of artists and they've seen artists come and go and they're different types of songwriters and so long as you know, you can have the right judge of a person and their, and You know where you put their feedback and stuff, you know,
0: yeah,
1: it's really important I think to have people say I you know, I I wouldn't have if I hadn't have liked your songs. I wouldn't have had you support me. You know, <laughs> so I absolutely love. Um, well, I th- but that's the thing. Like, they're, I was they're
0: great when you when you offered to support me. We, we didn't know each other really well when you offered yeah. that support slot, and I was I was yeah. genuinely because I'm a big fan of yours. I was genuinely so. like really touched by that gesture. And um, it, you know, there haven't been many. There haven't been that many sort of times in the last two and a half years or three years that I've been going. Um, properly and for full time, where I sort of felt like, oh, yeah, like maybe this is, maybe this is kind of like really doable. Like a lot of it's kind of just self, self-propelled yeah. confidence. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was, I was really chuffed that you offered me that sports slot. So I was very, I was very uh, honoured <laughs> to come and play some tunes for you. That was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit. I mean, I'd love to hear another song at some point. I don't know what time is. It, it always flies by. It's already quarter two. Like it's just crazy how fast the time flies on these things. But. Um let's talk a little bit about um the future. Because I think, you know, we've we've done the history of us, we've done your past. Yeah, yeah. Um and um I'm always interested, um particularly from a sort of DIY perspective, because you're you're fully DIY at the moment as a musician, as am I. Yeah, yeah. Um where do you see your your future going? What's your sort of like not necessarily your kind of list of objectives, but like if you yeah. could sort of if I always imagine it a bit like You've got this road stretching out in front of you. What's the vista that you see in the distance? Is it mountains? Is it ocean? Is it, you know, you know. That's the so sort you, of thing. So, are I'm you interested. talking
1: are you talking like the immediate sort of 12 months ahead or further on from that? Let's have a little bit of both. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so I think I've got to a point now where y- you've kind of I've tested the water with releases and and putting on shows, and the the aim is always to do better than than previous, you know. So it's always always moving forward, and and it, but you've got to enjoy it. This is where I I get lost sometimes. I'm always constantly st- striving to get to the next thing, next thing, and you've got to take a minute to in, sit and enjoy it as well, because you know you could be chasing something f- for a whole lifetime and never have a moment of like uh, relaxation and. F- f- feel like you've attained anything but celebrating the little things along the way is so important so this next 12 months is just taking like I said what makes a man and I've got a bunch of other songs that I'm releasing for the rest of the year and just building slowly in one person at a time that listens to my songs and just building the fan base and just that all you know all you can do is create and, and and put it out to as many people that want to listen to it as possible so well, I've got a real cool plan to get the songs out next year. I'll be releasing a song every six weeks. That's the plan, just to keep the ball rolling, keep it fresh. There'll be... because so I've never actually done a music video either. And I and I think oh. I held out. I held out because as much as I love the songs, I knew that they probably weren't as strong as I wanted them to be before all the extra funding and cost that it makes to put out another piece of content with... with a, I guess it doesn't have to be all expensive and it doesn't have to be over the top but I think sometimes you get an idea yeah. in your head of what you want it to be and if it needs that treatment or not so this year will literally just be content, songs and then a gig in if we're allowed in November again and the the, the short term goals is to you know build the fans p- put an arbitrary number say a million streams get, get to that that would be cool <laughs> that would be amazing and, you know I think we're up to like a quarter of a million or something so you know which is when you if you it's, it's so easy to compare yourself mm. to somebody else say For sure. like you know it's like, you know, Billie Eilish with 700 billion million st- yeah. streams online yeah. and you know th- her trajectory is Phenomenal, and you know it. It just is what it is. But comparing your chapter two to someone else's chapter ten is just is a complete waste of time. It's another yeah. one of Dad's phrases, you know. Yeah. Um, but you've got to, and you shouldn't even compare yourself to other people to get an understanding of where you are, but not to judge yourself from where you are. Totally. So, so yeah. For the short term, it's just continue working, continue putting the music out. But this year, there's going to be a lot of focus on content. And more proactive. So I'm not that proactive, like you said earlier, on bigging myself up, or um, or I don't push that much. But but this year, I want to have lots of cool stuff to give to people. Yeah, and so it, so it doesn't feel like pushing, you know. It, it's it's it is content that hopefully the few, the people that are watching will lap up and and really enjoy it. And I want to make it as engaging and as fun as possible. So I've got loads of ideas to make content. I've got a great guy that I'm working with for the video content and do, do- bit documentary stuff, kind of in the way that we're talking now, a bit yeah. more candid- candidly with, you know, where I want to be and what I want to do cause you know, those. I have those lofty, massive dreams that will never go away. I, I grew up with the mindset that anything is doable, you know? Yeah. Apart from, you know, if you're five foot and you want to be an NBA star at 40, you know, <laughs> there are... You have to be realistic with the goals, but, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're unrealistic, and one of the things that I'm dying for is to to play the Albert Hall with an orchestra, and this is a long... This is quite a way off. I think I, I think we've talked about
0: this before, actually, and I was... I. I was really impressed by that. I was really impressed that you not only you had that ambition, which is totally achievable, yeah. Um, yeah. But you you have that sort of that almost step by step program as to as to how to get there. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like totally defined, but no. you know, you you understand that there's a staircase and then the Albert Hall's up mm. here somewhere, and yeah, you, know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I had a friend who um, who's actually um, I'm actually going to be doing one of these with him in uh, late December or mid-December, 22nd of December, Oh, it is is December, I forget. So it's in in two or three weeks time. And he recently went from, I think, about a 1,000 streams a month on Spotify to 150,000. Because he got one song, which went into an editorial playlist on um, Spotify, and it was just suddenly, massive and now he's like streaming at one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand a month yeah, obviously that's it's, it's not necessarily sustainable long term but you just yeah. you never know when there's overnight basically something's going to go mental so yeah, um, absolutely. yeah and i think i think the foundation that you have is is, is great hey we've run out of time so um would you be kind enough to sing another song for us is that okay
1: go on yeah 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 um now this one for this is this is um I played this at the gig that that you played at, and yep. this was a particularly emotional one for me, because we—I um, I grew up with a lot of love, you know. I've got, despite you know, parental relationships breaking down, I, I was never short of love, and and I, I've got to be eternally grateful for that, you know. My parents, and my my grandparents, and and anyone, the people that have been in my life, you know. So, but everyone always worries, you know, everyone always seems to worry about me. My dad worried that if I got bullied, oh, I never got bullied, you know, I was absolutely fine. And I mean, because I was physically a lot smaller at school, so he thought I was getting picked on and I wasn't at all. And then my nan always worried, she worried that I wasn't eating or I was that I didn't have brothers and sisters and I was lonely. And so this song is basically that I'm alright, I'm alright because of you and, and the song is alright, so... We'll we'll see how it goes, but it's it, um, it's a very touching. Yeah,
0: I think this is my brother's favourite song of yours, actually. Oh, like if it? I was playing if I know off the top of my head, but anyway, take it away.
2: You used to write me letters. I think you thought that I was lonely. But I was just an only child, always happy, free and wild Didn't want for anything Or skip on to the present day, you still ask if I have eaten And I know you like to see my face, so you can check that I'm okay my reply still sounds the same. That I'm alright, I'm alright. No need to burden your worrisome mind. Oh, I'm alright, I'm alright. Cause I've all the love in the world. With you. Inside. You brought me out into this world Held me safe inside your body Without you there'd be no me No mother's hand to set me free You never fail to keep me moving I'm alright, I'm all right, no need to burden your worrisome mind. Oh I'm all right, I'm all Cause 'cause I've all the love in the world with you by my side. Show me how to use my fists For if the bigger boys were unruly But I never had to fight They were always on my side If I was small back then I didn't feel it And now I'm alright, I'm alright No To burden your worrisome mind. Oh, I'm all right, I'm all right, cause I've all the love in the world with you by my side. Now I've seen all the love that. world has to offer. It's pretty, it's pure, and it don't cost a thing. If we could just all smile a little more often, maybe then we could all thrive. Just as have I And I'm there you
1: are, man. amazing amazing <laughs> so, I yeah, mean it's just we've got that one it's we've just got pure, that one recorded pure emotion you know what I mean yeah 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 it's, I, I find it really mean, difficult I find it really difficult to sing that song without closing my eyes and making weird music face faces so uh, apologies no, for that
0: <laughs> it's an interesting one with like I I'm, I'm always a bit kind of I kind of like musicians who close their eyes and just get it get deep you know there's, yeah, there's something about I think I think the Part of the problem with the way I think that you feel, and I sometimes feel as well, is that there's a side to our job that's like, you kind of got to be an entertainer. And Mm. it feels a bit too introspective to just kind of go into your zone and do your thing. But I think on certain songs, people want to know that you are completely invested in that song right so For i think sure, i honestly yeah. i personally speaking and obviously again music's subjective but uh, i think if you can go I, like i'm not going to stop doing it you
1: know? <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. it, is, it is what it is that's how it comes out there's no other way to do it sometimes yeah. you're getting it's some lovely. love again
0: love again paddy people are saying um nick nick Williams uh or nick williams sorry <laughs> says beautiful song you get you're getting plenty of uh smiley love heart faces as well so yeah
1: thank you everyone well hopefully they'll all love it when it comes out in the next year
0: I have absolutely uh, no doubt um, speaking of which um, you mentioned all the content that you're planning on bringing out in the next 12 months and the new songs yeah. and every every six weeks so if people want to find you online what's the best way to do that it's, obviously you've got the Instagram uh, account here yeah. which is your music so one so
1: my, my at, at handle is Paddy James Kelly and I mean everything normally goes through the website at paddyjames.com but yeah if you just paddy james in spotify just type paddy james and you know it comes it comes up luckily i've been around long enough that google kind of fires me up yeah so, no, um, Google's has got yeah.
0: sorted unlike me yeah yeah so
1: <laughs> and then i mean got- apart from there is there is one guy though who um is that like, some handsome backpacker whose mate bombed him off from touring so he had a spare ticket or he, his girlfriend left him or something something stupid like that. So he was like front page news, that backpacker looking for someone t- to give his ticket to to go around the world with. So he's still in there. <laughs> oh, I'm that's like, come on, his name's Paddy. Paddy James. Oh, Paddy then, James. That's his, ah, yeah, so I'm, okay. But luckily, you know, it's not too bad. I remember that guy. A, I remember that guy. Yeah, I yeah.
0: didn't realize his, his name was Paddy James. Maybe that was bef- before I knew
1: him. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But yeah, I think it's it's everywhere. Just um, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube's. You know, there's going to be lots more on YouTube, so that'll be. And that'll be do fun. you
0: do do you do? Um, it's been a while since I've uh, delved deeply into your website, but do you have like a web store to for physicals for like um, vinyl and CDs and stuff?
1: Not at the minute, no, because. I took it down because there wasn't really anything on there but there will be something on there if, if I'm selling stuff you'll be able to find it on there if I'm Amazing. selling any phys- physical yeah, yeah. merch yeah. but they'll probably with next year with everything that's going on I'll, I'll probably be, have some stuff that can can go out I might yeah. put maybe even just put a mixtape together or something just if people want it but CDs it's, you know who plays CDs anymore so it'll probably
0: hey you'd be surprised <laughs> I, I mean I, I was busking in the Southwest this summer and I I must have shifted.
1: Yeah, buskins different. I think. Yeah, I think true. Because p- people, people want, are willing people want to take busking. something
0: home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if they're seeing you physically, and I, I think, I think, um, I mean, hopefully, you have stuff. for the, You've got a gig. You probably be in London, right? The gig in. Oh yeah, yeah, this yeah that's the plan. So
1: you know, I'm 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 optimistic that by November, Corona will will have done one.
0: But I would very much
1: hope so. Yeah. So you know, fingers fingers crossed. Um, it will yeah it'll be 100% it'll be in London yeah without a doubt amazing no no and just before we go
0: um your um your normal plan in the winter season is to head out to the Alps that's where I met you yeah and play um which uh, I know that you love as much as I play go skiing and play to all those amazing if slightly drunk you know <laughs> people in the Alps the, the, the après scheme, yeah. <laughs> Um is that still the plan this season or are you slowly kind of killing the idea off
1: no I've pretty much killed it dead to be honest you have I,
0: okay.
1: I'm heading I am going to France because that's where my dad lives but I'm probably not going to make it as far out as the Alps we'll see I'm going to I'm going to hold fire in fact the uh, the estate agent just messaged me saying I was meant to be arriving today so uh, right. they said, are you, are you still arriving? And I was like, uh, no, I'm not actually. Uh, I don't have any work. So. But I'm still going to France. And like I said, I'm just, I'm, I've booked in as a result of knowing that I couldn't go. I booked in the studio for the 10th of December. So we're going back and doing another three songs in Perfect. December. Which is a much more bandy bandy style. Right. We've got like a, a section. The first three are all gonna be quite songwritery like the two I played today. And then the the latter three are gonna be the the the, the big, Jekyll big and Hyde. The Jekyll, the Jekyll side of the music, which is a bit more heavy, Ooh. a bit heavier, a bit more <laughs> a bit more crunchy. The so monster. I'm excited about I'm excited for people to hear that as well, because that's quite a contrast. So so yeah, I'm not going to the Alps. I'm literally from Yeah, I'm just gonna be focusing on putting the content together getting some solid music videos some solid content and just sharing everything with everyone amazing
0: amazing is it uh, i mean maybe plausible little flash tour late season to the french house do you think or
1: there's yeah if if something like that comes about potentially yeah Cool. but um you know it's it's just this the, net, just the, the, the best the the best way I can describe it I get quite frustrated if i can't if I can't move forward you know i set i set goals and plans and it, normally if, if it doesn't matter if you if you set a goal you can aim for it and if you're slightly to the left or right you know it doesn't really matter but when when your goal just gets kind of like just disappears because everything's in the way i see it's like it's like the door I always go on about how you know you go through one door and then you know if it's not the right one you go out and you go through the next one but it's like the door is only slightly half ajar and yeah. you don't know you know with Corona you don't know if you're going to get to the door and the door's just going to shut you know there's going yeah. to be no music in the apps or whatever so rather and obviously the not knowing is it is it going to be shut is it going to be open and knowing what's on the other side of the, is the a, is a positive on the side of that door you're kind of waiting because you want to get to the other side of that door mm. But nowing, I'm pretty much confident that that door is shut. Yeah. So moving on to the next door, which is, in know, it, it, more than a silver lining because it means I can just focus on the original stuff. Yeah. And and really really work on that and do what I feel like I should have been doing more of. But I'm not a very good multitasker, so I have to, I have to give myself sort of one arena to work in at a time. Because as much as I love the Alps, it's, it's a it's a it's it's a lot to just do covers that that, that volume of level. And it's it's great for the performing. It's great for the chat and the, and obviously the money to fund the original stuff. That's why I do it. It's it's my that's my day job. You know yeah. that is that is me working at a bar, but it's a lot more enjoyable and sure productive as yeah. well. So so yeah, I think in a, in essence, you know, the fans and anyone who likes my music will benefit as a result of COVID, which this, is cool.
0: This guy. This guy right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, right well, I'm. Uh, I just. I guess the only thing to say is thank you so much for spending time with with me and with us tonight.
1: Hey, thank you so much and for having me. It's been great. Oh, we could have chatted for another three. Mate, hours, I'm telling you? you,
0: this is the hour. Absolutely flies by. I mean, I did not even yeah. play any songs, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens to the time, but anyway. Um, uh, lovely to see you, my friend. I'm sure I will see you very soon. Um, if not in the Alps, then at some point um, next, hopefully in spring, sometime. That'd be great to see you. Um, and I'm I'm personally looking forward to your stuff. I think it's going to be a great year of Paddy James original content. And yeah. uh, anyone who's watching who wants to check Paddy out, go to what was your website address? Paddy James.
1: PaddyJames.com.
0: com. Um, or Spotify Facebook Instagram yeah. he's on there you can find
1: him all of it
0: uh, thank him. you so much my friend um, let's hey, bid ourselves good. adieu anyone, uh, anyone watching thank you so good. much for watching everybody um, it doesn't work without you guys so uh, it's great that you dropped in have a fantastic Tuesday evening and um, I have a stream on Thursday and I have a stream on Sunday as well so maybe see one of those otherwise thanks Paddy mate uh, we'll speak to you very soon
1: peace out no thanks for having me dude absolute pleasure take <laughs> no care no worries
0: <laughs> bye <laughs> thanks very much for tuning into this episode of jazzology if you liked what you heard and would like to help the podcast grow then please share like and subscribe on your preferred social media platforms or the podcast platform you're listening on if you'd like to know more about my guest paddy james you can head to paddyjames.com and if you'd like to know more about me your host jeremy johnson you can head to jeremyjohnson.co.uk thanks again for listening and see you on the next one